Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Louisiana, five female prisoners escape with two still on the run. In Texas, police use an Amber Alert to turn the tables on a murder suspect. And in Florida, a man is arrested for crimes related to a hamster wheel that's right these stories and more coming at you today friday september 8th on real life real crime daily and i'm jim chapman and i'm woody overton and i'm mike agavino what up how's the golf game boys you ready for the big event today we know you we know it we'll let them let them big dogs eat yep yeah the livingston parish annual sheriff ard golf tournament which we fit right in considering we do nothing but talk about grime exactly (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You guys ever uh, gamble when you play golf a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay. I lose a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't a, even know if it's a gamble. I pretty much know I'm going to lose when I put the bet up. There's a game that uh, we called Chippies back at where I used to play in California. So you can only declare a chippy if you're off the green. So let's say you're off the green by like five feet. All right. You can say chippy. And that means every guy you're playing with has to take the initial $2 bet that starts the chippies, a $2 bet, that you're going to get it down in two from there. So okay. you're going to chip up and putt and get it in. Right. Um, if a guy thinks you're not going to do it, he can chip you back at you. Uh, it, it, and that takes you, it to you, four. You, you better chip you back on me. <laughs> that takes it back to four. So four, then, four tries? You know, uh, four dollars uh, now. Okay. You could chip you back and go, well, fuck you. Yeah. Now it's eight. Right, right. He could chip you back. And uh, the, the the cutoff is wherever you want to cut it off. You can cut it off at 16 or cut it off at 32. Yeah. But you end up having a lot more money on the stupid chippies right. than you do on the actual match. There you go. So guys don't even care how they're playing. They're trying to go short of the green right. so they have so a chance chip, to chippy, to and, chippy. and make bet. And get, That's you know, funny. Gonna be love. Do some chippies tomorrow. And, yep. And y'all look for a lot of real life, real crime TikToks coming up. It's gonna be some funny shit, I can promise you. Tickety talking. Tickety talking. Right. Real life, real crime. Well, let's get in. Let's get into some crime time. That's right. And we'll start in Louisiana where five women have escaped wow. from a cotton port woman's prison. What? Now most have been captured, but two, as of this recording, are still uh, at large. In the early morning hours of September 5th, 2023, the Avoyles 911 Communication Center received a report from correction staff of a possible escape from that facility in Cottonport, Louisiana. Yolanda Reason is a 911 dispatcher there. Really? The, the one with the real life real yeah. tattoo. Oh, yeah. Right. I know, I know she, Yolanda. She's our biggest life, right? Where's Cottonport? It's uh, in in between like Point Capie and Marksville. Oh, that clarifies it. <laughs> kind of in the center. It's, all the way. The it's, center it's about halfway state. to Alexandria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the center state. Yeah. The Avoyles Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana Department of Corrections Raymond Labor Correctional Center Chase Team and mm-hmm. other local law enforcement agencies responded to assist in locating the escapees who are. Kadisha Gallo, Loretta Moore, Laura Abair, Angela Sullivan, Jerry Wooten, and Tanya Roy, uh, who has an alias known as Wanted. Really? Which that's really? interesting. That's, that's fitting. Yeah. I don't know where the hell they're going from Voles Parish Prison because there's nothing out there, right? Uh, in Cottonport. And, and the fact that two of them are still at large. So, according to the Voles Parish Sheriff's Office, the offenders de- uh, defeated the locking mechanism to open the back fire escape door to a dorm. Uh, the offenders were given a ride to various locations in the, you ready for this, bunky areas. That's, that's a, that's so for y'all metropolis. outside of Louisiana, bunky's a very small town. Yeah, yeah, well, town. small town. The offenders were given the uh, then given a ride to various locations in the bunky area. 
What's that I hear? What's that I hear? We got some breaking news. Is that the I team with a special report? <laughs> the I team wow. special report. Actually, all five have now been captured. Right, that's amazing. Uh, three of those fugitives were captured in the Bunky area by sheriff's deputies and detectives. The other two offenders were captured as a result of the investigation. So basically what right. they did was ask the other three where yeah. where the yeah. other two at and right. must have got them to confess at some point. Right. So we had some breaking news there, there coming in. News. But you know what struck me about this article is these are – you don't normally hear, hear – the female prisoners right, are not that they're not capable. I don't know that I've ever heard one. Uh, five of them at that, five. and by defeating a fire escape well, lock, that's called that door be open. My, I'm running right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Shit. That's right. I mean, so all is well and bunky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let me take you out to Texas, where a 17 year old who was initially reported missing at the center of an Amber Alert is now accused of killing a 21-year-old who was found dead in a car. Mm. All right On August 29th at approximately 10 a.m., officers were called to a road in Dallas about a male possibly passed out in a vehicle. When officers arrived, they found the male, who they identified as Arturo Pina, deceased from an apparent gunshot wound. Pina was reported missing to the Dallas Police Department on August 27th. On September 1, police detectives identified Natalie Navario, 17, and 21-year-old Yordi Martinez as suspects in Pina's death. And Dallas police issued an Amber Alert for Navario that day. Navario was located and taken into custody, but Martinez is still on the run, and they are both being charged with murder. Navario was last seen on the afternoon of August 31st, and police reportedly had reason to suspect she was in danger, and Martinez was her captor. Garland police said investigators are still determining a motive, and they added, we hope to get more when we talk to Natalie to see exactly what was going on. If these persons knew each other, if they had a relationship, or if there was a falling out. And that's interesting right. that they used an Amber Alert yeah, hey, to catch that, one of the guys. That's, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. At the, um, I was just traveling back and forth to Wisconsin, and they had like different ones. That, and I was like... Pretty genius. It was one when I was in Texas, too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I I guess, becoming the standard now. Right, right. I mean, I'm driving 16 hours, and in two states, it was a black Mercedes license plate, such and such. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to catch me a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) Use that on the podcast. Right, right. (laughs) Or or rescue.org, maybe get to stop some human trafficking or something. Yeah. And. you know, that technology, I, I can remember when Amber Alerts first came I out. Too. I remember when they made it a law because that little girl got yeah. uh, kidnapped and killed. Yeah. And it would wake you up in the middle of the night on your cell phone. Yeah. You remember? The, yeah. And and uh, it, when people weren't used to it, they were like, what right. the hell is going on? Right. But yeah. That's when we had uh, old flip Nokia phones. I'd love well, to see the stats. It's loud as on hell yeah. on the uh, iPhone with Verizon. The, yeah. the one I'm getting, the one I got in Texas was middle of the night, too. And it was, I mean, just. Yeah. Well, Jump me five feet out of here. Yeah. Hopefully it works. Yeah. Everybody wants to catch a criminal. I'd love to see somebody. the stats on Amber Alerts, like how much. they got to work. Yeah, that, oh, I yeah. yeah. I bet it's staggering how much it's helped, for sure. Right. Well, over the years, there have been a lot of these explorers that have built specialized craft, mostly sailboats that have – uh, that have been tricked out or uh, adapted to accommodate one person whose mm-hmm. goal is that they're going to cross the Atlantic or they're going to cross yeah. the Pacific. But we got a new one here. <laughs> Lay it on us. One that took a lot of thinking. I, I'd like to understand what this guy's life has been like for him to come up with this. But a uh, the Coast Guard arrested a Florida man after they intercepted his unusual hamster wheel the hamster wheel contraption he was attempting to cross the atlantic ocean in he's 44 years old his name is reza Bellucci. he's facing federal charges after he was rescued 70 miles off of tybee island georgia by the coast guard he was hauling ass the marathoner was found on august 26th in his bizarre hamster wheel contraption you say the marathoner and asked standard questions. Yeah, they, they referred to him as a marathoner, but I don't 
know if that's for running or that this was a marathon. But right. uh, based on the condition of the vessel, which was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys, the U.S. Coast Guard officers determined Belushi was conducting, quote, a manifestly unsafe voyage, according to the complaint. Yeah. The uh, manifesting unsafe vessel is a giant metal drum with inflatable buoys on each side and paddles that are powered by the runner inside. The, that's the marathon. Come on. Right. The complaint says that Bellucci was unable to provide the Coast Guard with the required registration for his water vehicle and informed officials that he was running in his hamster wheel all the way to London. When Coast Guard officers told Bellucci that they were cutting his voyage short, he threatened to kill himself with a 12-inch knife if anyone tried to apprehend him uh-huh. and claimed to have a bomb on board. Uh-oh. Now you're in trouble. After literally days of trying to get Bellucci to board the Coast Guard vessel, he admitted that he did not have a real bomb. And finally, on September 2nd, officers were able to get him to disembark at the U.S. Coast Guard base in Miami. This was apparently not Bellucci's first attempt to run on water in his hamster wheel. Officials said he, asse- he attempted similar voyages in 2014, in 2016, in 2021. So he'd been at this three prior times. They all ended the same way with a Coast Guard intervention. He's facing federal charges of obstruction of a boarding and violation of a captain of the port order. That's a new one. Right. According to an exclusive interview he did with Fox 35 in Miami, Bellucci's uh, efforts were meant to raise money for various charitable causes, including homeless people. The U.S. Coast Guard, and uh, including homeless people, the U.S. Coast Guard, police, and fire departments. Quote, my goal is to not only raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the fire department, Bellucci said. He said he's raised a lot of money, but most importantly, he will never give up on his dreams. It does not appear that the Coast Guard is interested in his little fundraiser. So he's 044 now. And I'm, I'm, looking, doing this I'm looking at this thing. That that costs money. I mean, shit. Yeah. He built a wire cage and a circular frame and those floats. And it, the got, small it got floats him like seven, 50 bucks each. It got and him big oranges 70 got miles into the Atlantic. That's crazy. Um, kind of makes you think. The guy could do it. I mean, why not let him? Give him a shot. I mean, mean, if if you want to die and you're 70 miles out, you should just be able to die, right? Your choice. A little disappointing. That's crazy. They didn't give him a shot. Well, in the the nuts thing about that story is this guy has – he promotes, you know, goodwill for police and he wants to raise awareness – and he's continuously building these contraptions and getting arrested. Well, that, that, that was thousands of dollars. The third, I believe, time. Yeah. Just, uh, just crazy. But he, we'll post a picture of the hamster wheel online. It's yeah. it's an interesting looking contraption, to say the least. It's all kinds of make the world go around. All right. So there's a, there's a new star in the world. All right. That you're going to want to hear about. And we're going to tell her about you right now. The last three or four days, this this young lady has been absolutely blowing up over a pretty crazy situation. So we're going to tell you about the romper stomper. Romper stomper. The romper stomper. You remember the romper room? Romper yeah, room that, I do. That she held a little romper room was and great. Said, romper room, I could see you, Woody. I could see you, Mike Jim. Or, you know, she's just made up names, but I'm sorry, go ahead. So, a woman who said she was defending her mom during a viral porta potty brawl at a Morgan <laughs> Walling concert. And you got to see this video to believe it. I wish we could show it to you while we talk. But four women uh, got into a physical altercation at a Morgan Wallen concert on August 30th. Footage of the Porter Party Brawl has went absolutely viral. Many, many millions uh, of views. As a matter of fact, in one day, it had 12 million views. Uh, one woman told Barstool Sports Dave Portney that she jumped into the fight to defend her mother. Now, fans at the Morgan uh, Wallen concert were shocked when this occurred. Someone obviously pulled out a cell phone. This is the world we live in now. They start right. filming this. And the video got shared. In that video, a woman wearing a pink fringe top 
confronts a woman in a white cardigan in front of a row of porta potties. What started as a verbal argument escalated into a physical fight where two women scrapped inside a recently vacated porta potty. The fight suddenly became a two-on-one when a third woman in a black tank top enters that altercation. But a the, here comes a fourth woman. She got a romper on. She exits a nearby porta potty and immediately jumped in. The oh. woman in the romper defended the woman in the cardigan by quickly overpowering the two brawlers. And when I tell you quickly, she cleaned house. Yeah. It looked like a it cheat code on anything? a video game. This girl but they beat mess the up her poo shit or something so, out of these uh, two girls. Yeah, wait, is the fight all happening inside the porta potty? It, it's in and out. Starts out that in it, crazy. Uh, and two are on top of this one woman, and they're just pounding her, and this girl in this romper yanks them out one by one and just is cleaning house. It's, she was, it's crazy. She wasn't even a part of it. She was she was, another shit. Well, we're going to get okay, to that. Right. So this, this woman, who has now been dubbed the romper stomper, <laughs> uh, actually, that was her mother. That was getting uh, oh, the crap yeah, beat out of yeah, her in the porta potty. Delaney D. Sabato said she and her mother were in line for the bathroom at the concert when D. Sabato accidentally cut in front of another woman. When D. Sabato entered the porta potty, the upset woman confronted her mother, who stood guard outside the door. D. Sabato said she could hear the commotion inside her porta potty. <laughs> I just walked out, saw two girls ganging up on my mom, so I did what I think any daughter would have done and beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> That's what she said. That's exactly what she said. Oh Love it. D. Sabato confirmed that she had never been in a fight before that night, adding she didn't even know she was capable of something like that. Mm. I had to do what I had to do. My mom was literally getting jumped on in a porta potty. They were trying to put her head in the porta potty. Oh I had to save her. Now, after the incident, Di Sabato went to her TikTok where she and her uh, mother explain kind of the chain of events. Right. It's about a 45-second clip, so we're going to play that right here. Play Delaney, romper stomper, you know, the girl from the porta potty fight video. I'm sitting here with my mom, and she's finally ready to tell her side of the entire story. I don't know about that, but thank you. And anyway, everybody, my name is Jamie. I'm Delaney's mom. Just wanted to say a quick quick few words about everything that happened. First off, I thank you, Delaney, for being there to save me, to protect me, to stand up for me. I would do the same for you, obviously. Romper stomper. Uh, <laughs> the girl in the pink thought that she was actually going to go drag Delaney out of the porta potty. So I guarded the door because Delaney had a romper on, and that would have been like horrible for her. That would have been the worst thing ever. 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 I would never wish this on anybody or ever want to go through anything like this again in my life. Um, I'm just grateful that nobody was seriously hurt. All right. Now, this altercation comes after, of course, a month. Uh, uh, about a month after a massive brawl in Alabama that Mike covered. Uh, so I want to pose a question, and and this will be to Woody, who's kind of the expert in crime, and that is, uh, is it? Can you get arrested after the fact when you post a video of a fight? Absolutely. And if you're if you're a participant in it, they use you say it all the time. You're on video all day long, or pictures of you somewhere, uh, and if that's, you know, yeah. prove it. It's, the defense might say it, it was doctored or whatever, but that's bullshit. Well, when you're getting 12 million views, it might be worth it yeah, for, the, yeah, right. for the arrest. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, you a know, the, simple battery charge or a simple assault charge. Well, did anybody get hurt? Uh, nobody got hurt, as they said in the clip, and um, or seriously hurt. Um, but the interesting thing about this whole thing, Mike, is in, in – Look, people have lookism. You right, know, we right. all see pretty ladies, and right. and we notice, or or pre, I guess pretty men if you're a female, right. yeah. <laughs> but especially if they've got yeah, porta potty yeah, shit all over yeah, them. So the the yeah. romper stomper video in and of itself is great, but when you see what the the young lady looks like that did the romper stomping, um, she's she's an absolutely beautiful girl, and so that I'm sure Smokes. attributed. To her, uh, to her yeah. views, and I'm actually video. showing showing a few of the pictures right Wait, now. Wait, that's so. her mom? Wow, mom, mom's young. <laughs> She's got to be mom's young, young, pretty too. young. So, too. so that uh, well, check good, that video. Good for out. her instinct on right. you know, got to protect mom. We'll definitely post uh, the video on the fa on the Facebook page, and 
I want to let everyone know I did reach out to the Romper Stomper yesterday after watching this video just on the off chance she would come on the podcast because she had on her TikTok where she was someone had contacted her about right. doing a podcast. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to get her on yeah, ours. Yeah, she didn't ours. respond back. So Romper Stomper, if you're out there. We'd love to talk to you. And that was a heck of a coverage story. Heck of an interesting. I hope she has it. She qualified and followers, which she looks like she probably does. On TikTok, yeah. you got to have ten thousand followers or more, and then then you and you be in their beta program, and you get paid for every view that you get, right? The uh, or and have a hundred thousand in the last thirty days, but a twelve million. Somebody's somebody's writing a romper stomper getting paid. Huh? Getting that, that, paid. Is that her TikTok handle? Uh, I think her t- no, her it's her name Delaney D. B- however you say it. F. D. Sabata. While you look that up, Mike. I'm, uh, yeah, we always hear about. By dirt. the way, I got I got R O M into it, search and it came up. <laughs> How many followers? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't go there. I went to YouTube to watch the video, uh, the fight scene. Well. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We always talk about uh, dirty cops and stuff. This, I mean, huh? I mean, I don't think we ever talked about dirty firemen. So I'm going to take you out to New Mexico. Three New Mexico firefighters face charges after authorities allege they raped a woman at an off-duty event in July, according to multiple news reports. Aiden Heyman, 46, Angel Portilio, 32, and Anthony Martin, 44, were taken into custody by Albuquerque police on August 30th and charged with second-degree criminal sexual penetration. Um, And Heyman and Portilio are firefighters with the Albuquerque Fire Rescue while Martin had recently retired. That's crazy, right? The investigation was launched after a woman claimed the three men raped her at an apartment on July the 15th. The victim had spent time with Martin and Portilio at a golf tournament, earlier that day before heading to a pool at Martin's apartment complex where Heyman later arrived. The complaint reportedly states that they were all drinking large amounts of alcohol. The group then went to Martin's apartment where the woman claimed she woke up in a bed to the three men taking turns raping her. Oh my God. Crazy, right? The victim accused Heyman of coaching them on how to rape. The woman later fled the apartment through a bedroom window. Another resident found her and called police. Authorities said just days after the incident, Martin texted Heyman saying, 
I hope this doesn't get out unless the worst happens or we mention it, which I won't ever. Investigators also learned that Heyman conducted a search for how long does DNA stay in vagina, mm. in a vagina with no sperm, right? With uh, no sperm. No sperm. So the uh, I guess he was worried about, you know, maybe, maybe there were condoms and I don't know. But Albuquerque Fire Chief uh, Emily Jaramillo said all three suspects were immediately placed on administrative leave. The she said the allegations were alarming, and we de- we determined through a investigation was necessary to determine the facts. The statement reads: We are fully cooperating with APD investigators and treat these allegations seriously. Now that criminal charges have been filed in court, we will respect the judicial process and refrain from comment on details. Mm-hmm. What did the text the one guy sent to the other say again? The um said, "I hope this doesn't get out." Unless the worst happens or we mention it, which I won't ever. Well, you just did. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You are fucked. And, and you know, I got no time for a rapist. So especially three of them, but firefighters, what the fuck? That's horrible. And alcohol, golf tournament, we uh, we, we, we all know about that. <laughs> we will in a couple hours, yeah. but we ain't raping for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's right. It's horrible. Uh, if I see Jim out of control, I will grab him <laughs> and get him back in the cart and focused on. I'm bringing handcuffs for both of y'all. Will not let anything <laughs> weird happen. Um, and a shackle belt. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I play better. I play better with. Yeah, uh, they, they, with I probably belt. would play better like that. Well, remember Hoover, Alabama? Yeah, absolutely. Remember our girlfriend Carly Russell? Yes, indeed. I gotta tell you a little story going on with Carly. Well, it's really going on about Carly. But back in July, we learned that an Alabama woman by the name of Carly Russell had been kidnapped. Uh, allegedly. Well, <laughs> it, the allegedly, what's funny about that is when Jim was first telling the story, when it was literally the morning after it had happened, you coughed. You did one of your yeah, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit coughs. So she didn't want me working that fucking And case. by the end of the uh of the story, I think we all said she was the female Jussie Smollett, right? Right. But Tomar Latrell Simmons, Carly's boyfriend at the time, could not have been more certain that this was true and that she had been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So even after video was released publicly that seemed to contradict Carly's account, Tomar and both of Carly's parents were emphatic in press conferences that, you know, she had been kidnapped. Uh, Tomar posted on his Instagram uh at the time, he said, I have been going nonstop since I received the call that she was missing on Thursday night. I know she would have done the same for me, so I wasn't going to give up until I saw her face again. He asked people on Instagram to, quote, be respectful of Carly's situation. She was literally fighting for her life for 48 hours. So until she's physically and mentally stable again, she is not able to give any updates or whereabouts on her kidnapper at this very moment. So oh. after she comes back, you know, she made the original 911 call. We all heard. We saw the videos. There was no no uh, toddler on the right. side of the road, right. everything else. She comes back and the family and uh, Simmons, the boyfriend, are uh, defending her. So Simmons was completely blindsided when Hoover, Alabama police held a press conference on July 25th and read a statement from Carly's attorney. Uh, here's an excerpt from that statement. <laughs> this is what her attorney said. There was no kidnapping on July 13th. My client did not see a baby and did not leave the Hoover area. She did not have an accomplice. She was not with anyone or in or at any hotel with anyone from the time she was missing. My client apologizes for her actions to this community, the volunteers who were searching for her, to the Hoover Police Department, and other agencies, as well as to her friends and family. So the first time he learns that she wasn't kidnapped is when— They're reading the attorney's statement. When he sees this, the police reading the—at uh, a press conference, reading the statement from the attorneys. So now— Tomar Simmons has come out of his shell and revealed that he and Carly had a little argument before she faked Mm -hmm. her abduction. He appeared on Woody's, uh, your second favorite podcast, I think, the 205 Boys, (laughs) on Saturday. And Simmons told Marcus Moody, who is the host of that, of Woody's second favorite podcast, (laughs) that, quote, we had a little argument 
but it wasn't nothing to kidnap yourself over. Oh, my God. Let me say that again. We hadn't a little argument, but it wasn't nothing to kidnap yourself over. It was a light argument. That's why I'm confused, bro. I don't understand. Simmons went on to reveal that the pair had uh, had had no contact at all with each other since that uh, that press release was made, and he was not going to communicate uh, with Russell ever again. If you really want me to tell uh, tell the truth, you could have told me. You could have told me before all this happened, before the police uh, conference came out. You had all that time to tell me. Asked how hearing the news from the press press conference made him feel. Simmons told 205 Boys, I was mad. I was sad. I was in all type of emotions. He added that the podcast was the last time he'd be talking about this situation. I'm not speaking on this no more, he said. Rumors persist, though, that ABC Disney is in negotiations with Carly to be the Bachelorette next season. The Real Life Real Crime Daily iTeam is trying to confirm those rumors as we speak. I don't want to get anyway. they'd get huge ratings on that yeah. if they did that. That's yeah, I'd probably watch it just they would get huge. What a boat wreck. Yeah. The show's yeah, a boat wreck. Right, Why right, not? Right. So I, by the way, guys, I'm joking. They're not gonna really no, I, I was like, fine. <laughs> that is so low. Maybe, I maybe, watch we, just that gave, maybe anyway. we just gave them that idea. Oh my god. Well, you know what um when we first originally reported on it. Somebody messaged in about, you know, race and whatever. Y'all, it's not about race because after she did this, I think we reported on two more females. Oh, there are, pl- there are plenty two of white, more, white hoaxes out there. We've yeah, covered right, several right, of them. Right. That happened since then, mm-hmm. and, and so it's not about races. It's just, just about, it's about stupidity. It's, yeah, basically, right. Well, we're going to go on the other side of the earth for a minute. Uh-oh. Are you qualified? Oh, I think you're qualified. Oh. That is your shit. Okay. Is my, and, yeah. and you've you been working with accident. Rosetta Stone, and so expectations are high here yeah. for some pronunciations. China. <laughs> it's the best I can do. Engineers in China. <laughs> How do you say China in Chinese? <laughs> China. <laughs> <laughs> Engineers in China irreparably damaged the Great Wall of China Uh-oh. while trying to find a shortcut for their business. And this this <laughs> oh this article actually uh, infuriated me because you know I'm a big history buff, and uh, I know you are, Woody. Mike, you probably you like history. You history guy? As it pertains to China, no, you, you don't know, pay much. Just know, in general. Oh, in general, for sure. You know that Duke. That he's a world champion um, ship oyster shucker. He had actually won the contest that they held on the Great Wall of China. Oh, we know. Fastest oyster shucker in the world. And for Wait, those they not know oysters that, on the Great Wall? Yeah, they had the people from all around the world. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was, you know, That's all right. Sidetracked. Are they big oyster eaters in China? I don't know. They, they, it was a world championship there. All right. <laughs> and that's that's Duke Steakhouse for those of you not in <laughs> cool Clubby A sumo match would be yeah, better yeah. where you, they're throwing <laughs> guys off the wall or a WWE thing yeah. where they're throwing guys off the Great Wall. I didn't know that. Though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's a he's cool cat. All right. Well, uh, excavators were used to excavate the original gap of the ancient Great Wall into a large gap. So the excavator could pass through the gap. That's crazy. So, yeah, the great call construction company. This caused irreversible damage to the integrity of the Ming Great Wall and the that? safety of cultural relics. Yeah. How, how do you how are you going to replace that? I mean, you can't. Well, you can't. You, yeah. you can't do it. They, uh, it's uh, thousands of years old. I, I love this, though. I mean, it's with a, all the rules oh, in China uh, and the, the, the way the government works, some guy, group just, of guys just decided they were going to blow yeah, a hole. And right. what, what did it save them? Like hours and hours of travel? Well, I'm going to get to that. Okay, go, 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 <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, officers responded to reports from people that were basically noticing this huge gap in the wall and uh they went to check it out the report claimed that only about eight percent of the wall constructed now get this eight percent of the wall constructed during the Ming dynasty remains in good condition that was the last dynasty to actually contribute to the building of the great wall uh the rest of it has fallen into major disrepair and a third of the structure has com- just completely fallen apart yeah. 
The Ming sections, which were built between the 14th and 17th centuries, are the most famous and generally the best preserved sections of the wall. However, the earliest part of the walls, which were built in 2nd century B.C., amount to a little more than just rammed earth uh, walls they they're massively eroded and you wouldn't even it looks like oh, just God, a mound of dirt almost four thousand years old yeah uh, local farmers and builders have even taken to uh, stealing bricks and stones to use in their own projects so you need a paver for your <laughs> yeah, right. for your front garden yeah. take it off the just gray take wall. it off the gray wall oh, Chinese authorities have made a greater show of trying to preserve culturally important sites, which has led many to believe that culprits responsible for the damage may suffer severe consequences, as Mike just brought up, if they're found guilty. Because China probably don't play when it comes to prison You don't want to get arrested in fucking China. You know what they do? Um, When they execute the people, they shoot them in the head, and they actually bill the family members for the bullets. That's the truth. That's Dang. Nice. one place I ain't going to prison. Yeah, of course I. Well, so, I imagine that was at like a a remote spot in the in the wall. Is this a picture? Yeah, it's got to be. It was got to be somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Likely, but the the shocking thing about that whole story is these guys were hired to repair the wall, and they're destroying the wall. <laughs> You know, because they couldn't fit their excavator. There's just not yeah, some of that wall. Not hold through, and we'll be Gosh. good to go. Just wall, That's crazy. I like that though. Well, let's go to another story about walls, and y'all. Uh, Ago just showed me this video before we started, and it is incredible. I mean, look like Michael Jackson going backwards, uh, uh, but I'll tell you about it. In Pennsylvania, Ago's favorite state, state police have enlisted the mother of an escaped murder convict in hopes of catching the fugitive. Cavalcante, who was convicted of stabbing his girlfriend last month, escaped from prison in suburban Philadelphia on August 31st. At a press conference, Monday held by the Chester County Police and State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens announced that helicopters and cars would be broadcasting a message. Mother recorded in Portuguese urging her son to turn himself in peacefully. We are devoting all available resources. We're constantly identifying additional needs, and we're making sure we bring those in, Bivens said. We will resolve this as quickly as possible and as safely as possible. Cavalcante is a... is a fluent Portuguese and Spanish speaker, according to the district attorney's office, and is a native of Brazil. He is also wanted on a homicide case in Brazil. Last week, Cavacante escaped from the Chester County Prison. He has since been spotted on home security cameras in the Pacapasan uh, Township and on camera in Longwood Botanical Gardens, which is outside of the police's original perimeter. As a result of the latest sighting, authorities have expanded their search perimeter to the area surrounding Longwood Gardens in Chester County. Because of the expanded perimeter, several nearby school di- districts canceled classes Tuesday and Wednesday. Bivens also urged residents and business owners in the area to check their surveillance footage. A $10,000 reward is being offered for anyone uh, with information leading to his arrest, with 5000 from the DA's office and 5000 from the U.S. Marshals. In the latest surveillance footage, Bivens and Cavacante has Acquired a hooded sweatshirt backpack. He is just five feet tall, y'all, and 120 pounds, but extremely dangerous. He has black hair, brown eyes, and a beard. And a Westchester, Pennsylvania man told the Philadelphia Inquirer that Cavacante broke into his house Friday night and stole food. He said, I decided not to confront him, thought it was better to move to flick the light switch, Brian Drummond told the Inquirer. And he flicked it back at me, which was terrifying, so I told my wife to call 911. But what's really amazing about the story, when the video he showed me, there's a like a walkway um, in the inside the prison, brick walls on each side. This good. Now, he's only five foot Five feet tall. So it's, it's got to be really narrow, but he, this dude puts his hands on one wall and his feet on the other wall and he's freaking Spider Man. Like moonwalks up this thing. Yeah, uh, uh, Spider Man's up it and, and gets on and jumps off. Yeah, the, the cops got outsmarted here. They yeah. they thought they had a perimeter, that they had him, they had him yeah. hemmed into right. the perimeter. Right. And for whatever reason, they didn't consider that he would jump into the botanical gardens right. where. Uh, he could get through there and then break the right. perimeter. And yeah. and so he, I, they he ha- did that. But 
the, the other thing that really got me about this story is, okay, we know this guy's a murderer. Uh, he breaks into your house. He's there's no reason he's not gonna he's not gonna get a dime uh, a day of extra time for blowing you right, away. Right. So he obviously doesn't have a weapon. Right. He's five foot, 120 pounds, dude. You can take him on. Huh? Come on, man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess I probably would. Oh, come on. Him. Even yeah. I would have. Right. I would expect you two would have sprinted, yeah. but even I would have gone. Uh, okay, I think I got this yeah. one. Well, ten thousand dollars too. Right? Yeah, so step up, Ryan, whatever yeah. his name. You know, yeah. he's an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> can't help himself. Hey, some he lady, bitch, the some, lady of his some lady bitched me out on social media. About the Eagles? <laughs> I can't listen to you because I'm a big Philadelphia sports oh, fan. Hey. I'm like, eh, I'm, yeah. Voted I'm, by most surveys as the shittiest sports fan <laughs> in the country. So, <laughs> Sorry. Donovan uh, McNabb. Uh, hey, no, what's, what's that kid? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He went. No, he, good, he went. Man. He they're went really over yeah. over Patrick Mahomes in most of the fantasy drafts this year. Did he? Yep. That doesn't surprise as me. as the number one taking quarterback. So that doesn't surprise me. And I hate that they are good, but they are good. The Jets are going to be interesting. Well, they got to find that guy. I mean, they got yeah. that guy's been out when he escaped the thirty first. So he's out. Yeah, he's been he's more than a week. Run. Yeah. And they still think he's within a couple mile perimeter. They of that have place, they right? have that shit down to science, and unless you get out of it by vehicle, or whatever, it's just like the the, the Rambo guy you did. Yep. He, they, they thought he was long gone. Shit, he was inside the perimeter. Well, that's the first story that really put on display, Woody, your expertise as the South American correspondent mm, and your Rosetta Stone training in both Portuguese it. and Spanish. And so I want to. I want to commend you. For, I appreciate that. I was going to read it in Portuguese, but I, I, no, that I, I wanted everybody that to understand it. <laughs> you can do that next time. I wanted everybody to understand. Okay. We're back to Florida. Flo- oh, Pinellas County? No. <laughs> You're not going to believe this one, though. The father of a teenage boy in Florida was arrested for allegedly killing his son, with a power tool in what the local sheriff termed a, quote, horrific event. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, we've talked about Grady Judd. Grady Judd. Okay, well, Grady Judd didn't love this case. Announced during a press conference on Monday that Stephen Thomas Rhoda, age 37, was taken into custody after he allegedly killed his son, 16-year-old Stephen Lee Rhoda, inside a mobile home in Lake Wales, Florida. The teen was staying at his grandfather's place to help him out because his grandmother was in rehab, according to the sheriff. Sheriff Judd said the victim's grandfather, Thomas Rhoda, had spent several hours visiting his wife. And when he returned home at about 11 a.m., he was met outside by his son, the suspect, Stephen Thomas Rhoda. So I know we're throwing a lot of Thomas Rhodas around. So this is the grandfather coming back from seeing his wife, the grandmother, And he's greeted outside his mobile home by his son, Stephen Thomas Rhoda. And his son says, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. I killed someone. You may need to call the police. When the grandfather went inside the home, he found the victim dead in the dining room. Sheriff Judd explained that while the investigation is still in its early stages, it appears that the suspect killed his son with an angle grinder. Now, being a complete uh, novice uh, in terms of power tools, I had to go Google me an angle grinder and uh, sort of wish I hadn't when I did that. But um, you guys probably know exactly what an angle grinder looks like. And it's hard to imagine what kind of damage that would do. That's the first one I've ever heard of in bite killing someone with it that's a bad way to go dude. it, it yeah. breaks our heart chair yeah. judd said he said there aren't adequate words to explain how horrific this event is stephen thomas rota was arrested about a mile away from the scene on highway 60 the sheriff said it's unclear if he entered a plea or retained an attorney the sheriff said the victim was an 11th grade student Jeez, at God. the senior high school where he was studying to be an electrician i want you to know that the world has lost a great young man today we lost a great young man 
and we've got an evil, evil man in custody, and we're going to do our best to see that he spends the rest of his life in prison. Sheriff went on to say that when the suspect was taken into custody, authorities learned that he had an outstanding arrest warrant in South Carolina. The grandfather told investigators that it was not uncommon for Stephen Thomas Rhoda to make bizarre comments and that he used methamphetamine, had been using meth since high school, and that he is prone to psychotic Episodes, Yes. Well, that yeah, might have been nice to know. Unreal. This guy has been nothing but a problem to society for a very long time. The sheriff said the motive for the homicide homicide remains under killed, killed his, his own son. son. What a grinder, dude. That might be the most bizarre grinder. murder we've ever had. Sheriff Judd, bring it, bring it, bring it call it like it is, like he always does. That dude plus followers on YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Very disturbing story. Indeed. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. It's mile high crime time. How do you like that? A song to you today, right? Do it in Chinese. (laughs) Hit a a high Chinese note. (laughs) Can't do it. I can't do it. But I'm going to bring you to Broward. Broward County. And the Broward County Sheriff's Office deputies have arrested an Ohio woman Tuesday after they accused her of making a bogus bomb threat mm-hmm. at a Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. No, no, no. Wrong answer. Yeah. Deputies responded after TSA reported a security alert from a carry-on bag belonging to Dorian Young Davis of Dayton. Now. Before we get into what she said, right. I want you to keep an open mind because sometimes things are just a joke. Yeah, but see, so authorities said while be pat, being patted down by a TSA agent, Davis was heard saying, whole time they missed a whole bomb in my bag. <laughs> and they if you learned anything from Meet the Parents and Ben Stiller, yeah, yeah. it was that you can't say you can't bomb. Say, you can't. They have signs that say you, you can't joke about bombs in, right. in an airport. Right? That's right. Fuck Detectives stupid. have not said what item caused the security alert to right. cause her uh, to be patted down, but they said Davis was arrested and later transported to the jail without incident and is facing a charge of making a false report or bomb threat against the government or publicly owned oh, so you're gonna get property for the big old federal fine yeah and she was probably just kidding she was probably but just, you don't kid about a yeah, bomb she, she was probably pissed airport. off that they took her out of the line for the pat frisk yeah and there's a like yeah. a, 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 you know good thing they missed oh, her yeah. bomb and they're like well what bye-bye yeah click, that's click. definitely a mile high crime definitely definitely you can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin right Kinky crime time. This is time to get it kinky. time to get kinky. We're getting kinky on a Friday. Friday. That might be right? the best day yes. to get kinky. Yeah, every day is a good day for kinky, but Friday is a good day, too. Then let me take you to Utah, where a Utah man suspected of being drunk when the tractor trailer he was driving crashed was, wait for it, naked from the waist down when the police encountered him. What? Yeah. In James, Utah? Yeah. James R. Joy, 56 of Willard, Utah, was traveling south on a highway when he failed to stop at the traffic light at the highway intersection. The truck traveled across several lanes before crashing head on into an embankment. At least it didn't hit anybody else. So the violator was found inside of the cab of the truck reeking of alcohol, and he was naked, mm. waist down, police said. Police found several empty beer cans outside the vehicle and in the floorboard, plus a sex toy Uh, lying on the uh, floorboard. There was a porno film uh, playing, uh, and it appeared that the violator had been masturbating while driving. Now that's kinky. Right? Joy's speech was incoherent. He was unaware of where he was, and he had a strong odor of alcoholic (laughs) beverages on his breath. He faced charges of operating a motor vehicle while under influence of reckless driving, and he was flown to the TriStar Skyline Medical Center in Tennessee to be treated for head and abdominal trauma. Yeah. But why? Wait, so, so pull over, yeah, dude. dude. If you got to do it that he's bad. Slamming, he's slamming well, back Brewski, he, driving he, a tractor trailer. He's messed up drunk. Yeah. He has some kind of uh, 
device. I guess he could do it on an iPad, whatever. But he's watching right, porn. Right, right, right. He's using a sex toy. He's using a sex toy. He's he's naked for, and, and he's pounding back brewski. And he went right through. It sounds like the road ended if he right. crossed and hit right. an embankment. Right through. Naked wow. from the waist down and crashed. Yeah, I mean, that sex toy must have been effective, go. the sex gotta, toy gotta, and the alcohol. Keep, keep, keep I mean, that is just absolutely bizarre. You can't help yourself. You can't right. wait. <laughs> pull over, <dude>. Dang. <laughs> Something must have turned him on. There you go, you kinky crimes for Friday. That is so insane. Love. Now, is that our first solo kinky crime? Yeah. Right. And Joe Time, man. You can be kinky and be solo. This is true. Could be. Apparently. That's, uh, Just ask that guy. <laughs> that's called uh, master kinky or something. Master, <laughs> master drinking or kinky. Or kinky, kinky yeah. baiting. Uh, okay, we're going to turn the tide a little bit today. And this story, it's not the criminals that are dumb. It's the people giving the criminals a hard time that are dumb. <laughs> All right. And specifically, I'm talking about the TikTok police. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know all about those people. Oh, my God. So parents have been warned by the TikTok police after cracking eggs on toddlers' heads. Yes, you heard that right. Cracking eggs on toddlers' heads. TikTok's latest trend, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. I have seen it. Where parents are cracking an egg on a young child's head, has been attacked by medical experts, i.e. the TikTok police, over the potential damage it could do. Mm. Videos with the hashtag egg prank on TikTok have been viewed more than, get this, 670 million That's times. Crazy. That is crazy. I didn't know they were doing kids. I saw uh, I saw it doing adults. Uh, our friend Billy Amy got Emily, they're both lifers, and, and she did it on his head, mm. unsuspecting in the kitchen. 670 million times. And the, so if you haven't seen it, the, the parent takes a, a raw egg and tells the child they're going to crack it. Um, and it's usually there's, they're making a recipe, they're, you know, there's right. a recipe bowl, whatever. And, and they, they tell the child they're going to crack it. But instead of doing so on the side of the pan or, or bowl, they crack it on the yeah. child's forehead uh. before pouring the egg into the bowl. And that's the hashtag egg prank. Well, as I said, 670 million views. This thing has gone viral in a big way. Despite the fact that, you know, you have some kids in there who start to cry because they're just shocked that mom, you know, cracked the egg on their forehead or they, you know, they look upset or stunned in in some of the instances. I think there's one where the kid even throws an egg back at the back at the parent. But uh, but Tuesday videos using the hashtag had more than 670 million views, according to NBC, and some of them were clocking up as many as six million views apiece. That's crazy. However, wish Delia was here. I did right now. The TikTok police have warned that the prank could have side effects, including bruising on the head or spreading germs. Dr. Megan Martin, a pediatric emergency medical consultant and TikTok Nazi who has (laughs) 1.3 million followers on TikTok herself said, quote, I am not a big fan of this. This is not something that benefits kids in any way, and I honestly don't find it entertaining. We're literally smacking salmonella on their foreheads. <laughs> really? It's harder to get a toddler to drink fluids when they've got a stomach bug or food poisoning, and so they're more likely to end up in the hospital for IV fluids. Seriously? Um, Sounds like I, she, she I needed s- a post I searched, by the way, and I could not find a single case where this has led to any kid getting injured in any way, shape, or form. Amanda Mathers, another pediatric Nazi, uh, uh, said uh, that she tried the prank out on herself and that it was, quote, hard to crack that egg on my head and my my fully developed skull. And I almost felt a shock of, like, tears behind my eyes just trying to slam that egg into my head. So they they wanted views on their own shit. And and you you, hashtag egg thing or whatever, and then I bet they got a million views on that. So today I am playing banjos for the dumb people 
that police our lives trying to turn a fun moment between parents and kids into a criminal act of some sort. Crazy. Banjos. Banjos. going on again today <laughs> but <laughs> i like the dumb criminals uh, I, I almost did this intro. one which is fucking hysterical look at this guy in his bowl <laughs> oh my god i saw that i saw that the guy uh that, that. oh that's the super cops. super cops yes it's time to put your hands up get low to the ground and spread them <laughs> while we honor today's Super cop. We're honoring today's super cop. Thank super you, cops. Tiffany, for that new intro. This, I guess, the inaugural hey, intro edition. I, I gotta go listen. Of super I gotta go cops. Make sure to go listen to it because I can hear. <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy. A Springboro, Ohio police officer is being praised for his quick action to rescue a person stuck in a home that caught fire last week. It happened around 5.36 a.m. on Tuesday when Springboro Police Department officers responded to a report of a house fire. Officers were told the person inside the home had a battery-operated wheelchair and that it, too, was on fire and the resident could not escape on his own. Dispatchers later said the wheelchair just exploded and the complainant stopped answering. Officer Heath Martin, a 20-year veteran of the Springboro Police Department, was the first on the scene where he was met with heavy smoke. Martin tried to get inside but had to retreat due to the smoke. He then heard someone yelling for help. And that's when he went inside again and found the 36-year-old resident inside a back bedroom. The bedroom was in flames, but Martin was able to rescue the resident and drag him out of the room and out of the burning house. A dog that was inside made it out as well. Both Martin and the resident were later later transported to the hospital where they were treated for what was considered uh, non-life-threatening injuries. What a hero. What a hero. Running into what others fear. Let me tell you something. We'll show you all this picture, but uh, it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning on Highway 22, right right where we're going to play golf tomorrow yep. and there i got a call of a structure fire and i got there and there was one lady out in the yard it was a, a, a nice brick ranch style home mm-hmm. and one lady out in the yard and i said is anybody out you could see the smoke coming out of the eaves right but it wasn't fully engulfed and i said is there anybody in the house she said my mama's in there she won't she won't leave and i was like so i went in you know the smoke was like maybe halfway down i stayed low and i found her she was in the hallway and she was coughing and stuff, but she she wouldn't leave. And I was like, "Lady, you got to come out. This place is on fire." She's like, "No, I've, my my I raised my kids here. My husband's recently deceased. I mean, she was agitated, crying, and everything." She said, "I'm not leaving my I'm not leaving my house." I'm like, that? And I got too much smoke. I had to run out the front door, and then she's in the hallway, and I ran back in and I physically drug her out and got her out, and the the, the thing went poof. That the, something in the attic blew or whatever yeah. and I had smoke inhalation from it like mm. I had to go and get treated so, that's, so I imagine that's yeah and, and that what struck me about that whole and that's story that's the last burning house I ever what does into. that feel like it's horrible you can't breathe it's like and then you're just constantly coughing up uh, you know I'm the, it's not like cigarette smoke it's like fire smoke it's bad. It's and it's a, yeah. it, when you inhale, you get like a burning yeah, yeah, sensation. Yeah, you, you can't breathe. I mean, the, and it was, it's, um, props to that dude. Yeah. Because the guy that he drug out was in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And let me tell you this about this guy, 20-year uh, veteran. Right. Close to retirement, right. and and didn't hesitate hey, to go in there God and, and save right. this individual. There's yeah, heroes he in this God world, man. Yeah, he's a uh, so shout out to you, Officer Heath Martin. You Heath are Martin. a super cop. Great one. Awesome. Now, any final thoughts for today, Jim? Um Other than how bad I'm going to spank that ass in golf? Oh, I, I know. <laughs> hey, hey, how... <laughs> How many great videos when we get me hitting the ball behind me and shit? Yeah. It's gonna be, man, it's gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, look for those. It's going to be fun. Do the, not hit me with a golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you hit a ball behind you, it's going viral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise you, I've done it. I'm from the tee. I hit it up and, and it went and landed behind me. 
But uh, I, I used to play a <laughs> That's lot. Difficult when I, to do. I'm serious. I used to play a lot when I was younger, and then I, as an adult. I'd say I was going to the driving range and me and my buddy would go to the titty bar <laughs> as a young adult. And I just, was a I titty had, bar known as, called the actually, driving range. <laughs> yeah, it was close to the driving range. So, <laughs> the driving range. But it's now closed. I ended up working a, a, a homicide at that bar many years later. But heard. back to it, it's all going to be fun and games. Yeah. One thing I'm definitely going to do is shoot a ton of video of, of my boys playing. And we got. Not only do we have Ago as a ringer, no, Ago is not a ringer, and we got we got a, <laughs> oh, we a, got a Josh good, Johnson we got Josh Johnson coming, yes. and then we got Big Dog on, you know, smack it with his big club, yeah. And I'm yeah. gonna have on some new shoes my homie brought me there to play. You go. So. There you go. But anyway, we'll, we'll do it up. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the fans, y'all. are so important, and we we love each and every one of y'all. I'm not just saying that. You know, you hear me say it every week. But we really do. So please continue to like and share and leave us a review on Apple or wherever, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we love y'all. Mike, anything? You want to shout out the fans? Shout out to the Philly sports fans. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Ourrescue.org. Ourrescue.org. See something, say say something. something. And uh, you can go to ourrescue.org and learn all uh, all you need to know about how you can get in the fight together. And when you tune in in to Monday's episode, it's going to be really um, touching and and dramatic. All All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Aglets.